Hello. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm Hannah. And I had a dream. Oh, joy. <laughs> I know that's your favorite thing. You know, I wouldn't say that that it's my favorite, but mm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, tell me no cat ears fell off nope. and that no people ate legs like freaking drumsticks. Nope. Okay. Um, what did I not cover? Nope. I think I got it. All right. Okay. So. What what was the stupid <laughs> friggin' dream? Uh, it's actually not even bad. It's kind of funny because it was just really confusing. Um, I had a dream that I had to borrow somebody else's eyeballs. And so I'm just like wearing someone else's eyeballs. And then they were giving me trouble and I kept like having to clean the eyeballs out. Wait, wait, wait. Why, why, why? I don't why know why. Did you have to borrow someone's eyes? I don't know. Was like something wrong with your eyeballs? It was never explained to me. <laughs> and it, was there any point that you didn't have eyeballs? Not that I know of. Damn. All of a sudden, I was just like, I knew that I was borrowing someone's eyes. Oh. And yeah, they were just giving me trouble. And you walked by and you were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I keep having to clean these ones out because they didn't take good care of them. I'm never borrowing their eyeballs again. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know whose they were either. Oh, man. Yeah. You have eyeball issues. Mm-hmm. You re- she really does. I've, I have to pick things out of her freaking eyeballs. And I literally pulled a whole entire freaking hair out of her eyeball once. Like was so funny. No, it was not funny. Not in the slightest. <laughs> we were like doing surgery in the car. We were going to see um, a rock band and we're sitting outside and Hannah's got like my eye pulled open and she's digging around because, in there. <laughs> because as we're rolling up to where we parked, she's freaking out and she's like, there's something in my eye. There's something in there. And so she looks at me and like opens her eyeball up and... <laughs> I just like immediately am freaking out because there's I can I can see it like as soon as she opens her eye I can see it like a whole entire hair in her eyeball and it was like twisted around in the bottom it was (laughs) (laughs) it was horrible it was yeah and people are just walking by and I'm standing there digging in her freaking eye well I guess I was sitting there because I was in the car but just sitting there digging in her eyeball trying to get the damn thing out of there it was not cool. And you need to stop with that shit. Okay. Anytime she gets anything in her eye now, I'm just like, no, I'm not looking. I'm not doing it. Yeah, you will. No. Yeah, no, she's right. I so will. Curiosity yeah. will totally get me. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Yeah. Anyways. Um. Okay. And then the other dream I already told you about, but oh. I'm going to bring it up again. I already Uh, don't remember, so. It was, like, two weeks ago I died in my dream. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was super interesting because once you die, like, nobody talks anymore. You just, like, know what everybody's thinking. And, which I guess would be problematic for me. I was going to, I was just going to (laughs) say. Although, you can see it on my face anyways. <laughs> I feel like it'd be problematic for anybody anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's no talking. Um, you just can't. 
And then you get like assigned these rooms and you have to go through all these training courses now that you're dead. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then um, I was telling Hannah that like everybody has roommates and she goes, oh, who was your roommate? And I was like, well, I didn't have one because I was waiting for them to die. (laughs) You imagine just like moving into an apartment and just sitting there waiting. You're like, "Mm, yep. No, don't got a roommate yet, but then all of a sudden they pop up and you're like, hey, you died. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. That would be terrible. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So those are my dreams. Yeah. I mean, not bad. Okay. Yeah. They didn't disturb me. <laughs> I mean, the eyeball one was a little weird. Yeah. But it didn't disturb me. Okay. And that's all that matters. Though speaking of disturbing, I got to tell you, I had a super weird experience at the gas station the other day, and I don't actually know why people always tried to talk to me. Like, always. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere we go, people try to talk to me. Yeah. Although they don't tell me life stories like they do with you. I get life stories, and I try really hard to come off as, like, unapproachable, and it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. People literally will just, like, stand in freaking uh grocery stores and Mm -hmm. like lean over her shoulder and tell her their life story and now i order my groceries online (laughs) me too because people always be trying to talk to me too yeah and so yeah i'm standing at the gas pump and i see this car roll up and it's one of those cars (laughs) you immediately are just like this person by the way they're driving like this person thinks they're hot shit and no offense, but they were so not, like, and that you could just, like, you could tell. They're, like, not hot shit. You're, like, you think you are, <laughs> but you're not. That car isn't as cool as you may think. And so I just see it roll up, and I'm minding my own business. And this dude gets out of his car, and the first thing I hear is, yeah, I got a nice car, don't I? <laughs> and I just, I slowly turn, and I'm, like, please don't be talking to me. And I see no one else is around. And I'm just like, uh-huh. That's really cool. And he's like, yeah, I got it for this price. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, Congratulations. <laughs> I'm just trying to pump my fucking gas and get out of here. And then he's like, oh, it's got this many miles and, and it can go this fast. And I'm just like, oh, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get in the car as quick as I can. So I'm I'm walking around to get in my car, and I realize this dude has his shirt up to his belly button, and his pants are completely unbuttoned and unzipped. I mean, there was nothing, like, out, (laughs) but they were completely wide open. And I'm just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. So I I grab my handle of my car really quick, and I'm trying to get out of there, and he just will not stop talking about his damn car. So I'm like, all right, maybe if I talk about myself for a second. And he, I go, yeah, I got a 2018. Pretty cool, huh? And then he responds, and I was like, he go, oh, he goes, uh, how did you end up banging it up? And I was like, oh, I didn't do it. My coworker did it. Okay, bye. And I jumped in my car as fast as I freaking could, and I just, like, <laughs> dipped the fuck out. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with the day. Everybody leave me alone. I don't even, why? Like, I'm minding my own business. I'm thinking he's going to, like, murder me. I'm just thinking, thank God I'm at a gas station because... You know, there's at least some people around and it's midday. Not that that's 100% safe either. Mm-mm. But 
Anyways. Dude, like I told you before, straight up, this guy was like probably homecoming king in high school. <laughs> I know. And he just can't move past <laughs> that shit. That was all he's got. <laughs> <laughs> That's straight up like exactly the vibes I was getting to. Yeah. Along with the really creepy vibes that were making me want to get the fuck out of there. Um, you know. bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bye. Um, well, not you guys, just the oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, it's not. We the love end. you. you guys we have stay. more to tell you. We do. <laughs> we do. Indeed. Um, actually, you know what? I want to just say sometimes our listeners do some of like the coolest freaking things, and we got two recommendations on Facebook on our site. And I got to tell you, I never even thought of that as an option. Me either. But so I, how cool. I was very stoked. Yeah. So we are going to give a special shout out to uh, Blake Baldwin. Yeah. He says, always keeping me occupied while on my commute to and from work. So thank you to Blake. And the other one that we got was from James Freeman. And he says, you guys have a good and interesting podcast going. Keep it up. Um, We will. And thank Shit. you. Yes. <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, that was a really fun surprise for us. Thanks, guys. Dude, we appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Sure do. Sure <laughs> do. <laughs> uh, hey, should I tell you a podcast story? Duh. Okay, so today's story is going to be really weird. So Mary Lynn Witherspoon lived in South Carolina and was stalked for over two decades by her ex-boyfriend's son, Tenant Brown IV. That's a long time to be stalked. Yeah. Well, any time is a long time, but well, yeah. that's true, but that's like very, very long. super long. Yeah. Many people warned Mary Lynn over the years that she should get a restraining order, but she didn't want to get Tennant in trouble. Tennant began breaking into Mary Lynn's home and stealing her clothes. Things had finally gone too far, and the police were notified that there was an issue. Tennant was charged with third-degree burglary, and Mary Lynn was signed up for the Victim Notification Program. She was not notified on the day that Tennant was released, and she was murdered. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Now, Tennant goes by the name Catherine and has requested to have gender-affirming plastic surgery. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, now that you've got the overview of it, I'll hit you with the background of Mary Lynn. Okay. All right. Here we so, go. yes, she was born in 1950, and she was a French teacher at Charlestown Academy. She was described as bright, giving, patient, understanding, and well-liked. In 1981, she met a man named Edmonds Tennant Brown III, who was an attorney. Edmonds had a son who was around 10 years old at the time, which was Tennant Brown IV. Growing up, Tennant never had friends, and he wasn't able to relate to the children 
but craved attention from adults. He was very jealous of the attention that his father was giving to Mary Lynn, and he became very isolated. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So Mary Lynn and Edmonds actually broke up eventually, but unfortunately, she continued to have interactions with the son, Tennant. Tennant's behavior was odd, and he began dropping by Mary Lynn's home without calling and would often wait outside for her to get home from work. Mm, Don't like that. No. Tennant obsessively stalked Mary Lynn for over two decades. In April of 2003, Tennant was waiting in Mary Lynn's backyard, and she saw him when she returned home and discovered the items were missing from her laundry room. She did not report the incident to the police, but she did tell some family members. Why not, man? If things are going missing, come on. I know. Someone was in your house. She was so scared that she would get Tennant in trouble. She was trying to give the kid a chance. They urged her to press charges and to get a restraining order. Mary Lynn decided to go to a gun shop to get some advice. They gave her pepper spray to put by her bed and had her install a security system. Hey, everyone should carry pepper spray, just saying. Yeah, it's a good idea. I legit just got some in the mail today. Oh, (laughs) that's what was in there. Yep. I know, it's such an abnormally huge friggin' box for a little thing of pepper spray. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay, so Tenant broke into the home again and stole clothes from Mary Lynn's laundry room. This was finally scaring her, and she decided to give a statement to the police on July 10th, 2003. Tenant was charged with third-degree burglary, and Mary was signed up for the victim notification program. This way, she would be contacted if Tenant was transferred or let out. On November 14th, 2003, Tennant broke into Mary Lynn's home as she was getting ready for work. He raped her, strangled her, and left her body in the bathtub. Oh my god, okay. When Mary Lynn did not show up for her French class and hadn't contacted a substitute teacher, the school contacted her family and they called the police to report her missing. The police went to the home and found everything in massive disarray. Clothes were everywhere. Eggs had been prepared and were sitting in the kitchen. Spindles on the staircase were broken, and they found Mary Lynn had been murdered. Police knew that it was Tennant since he had just been released. They figured he would show back up at Mary Lynn's home, so a police detective stayed inside to wait. Tennant did show up, Oh, of course. Wearing Mary Lynn's pants and undergarments. What? No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Ew. Mm -hmm. Okay. This one's messed up, I'm telling you. They did a search of his car and found a very detailed letter with hundreds of pages that he wrote while he was in prison. And apparently, he was allowed to just leave with all these letters and no one checked to see what they were. Tennant practiced Mary Lynn's signature hundreds of times, wrote about his plan to murder her 
and to refinance her house. On his to-do list, get a stun gun, take care of MLW, which is Mary Lynn Witherspoon, and put her on ice. He made a fucking to-do list about killing her? That's awful. Uh Uh-huh. In prison and was let out with his to-do list. Gee, I wonder what they thought he was going to do. Yeah. Just walk down the street and toss it in the trash. Sure. (laughs) The day after the murder, a victim notification letter showed up to Mary Lynn's home. But it said tenant was being transferred, not released. He had been dropped off at a mental facility, but never reported to his counseling session and went missing. On the day of Mary Lynn's funeral, a FedEx package arrived to her house that had a wig that matched her hair color. Oh, God. Makeup. No. And foam breasts. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Tenant used her credit card for the purchase and was planning on becoming her and taking over her life. He had... This is so terrifyingly gross. uh Uh-huh. He had her car keys, house keys, and um, he had already changed his driver's license address to Mary Lynn's house. In 2004, Tennant pled guilty to Mary Lynn's murder and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Tennant now goes by Catherine and claims the emotional distraction of suppressing his gender identity in court put him in a state that's similar to PMS and caused him to confess to a crime that he didn't commit. He has requested that the South Carolina Department of Corrections provide him with gender-affirming plastic surgery. He says, If I had not been such an emotional basket case, I would have pled not guilty and taken my chances with a jury trial. The claim is that the lawyer insisted that he hide his gender identity issues in court. He says, quote, If I had been able to dress the way that I would have felt more confident, I would have been dressed in a cream-colored Chanel skirt suit with a pair of four-and-a-half-inch spike-heel Jimmy Choo's and makeup. He says, I truly believe My outward appearance does not match or correspond with my inner self. But as a female, I would be complete and a productive member of society because I would actually be comfortable in my own skin. South Carolina law prohibits the use of state funds for gender-affirming procedures. If an inmate was actually taking the hormones prior to incarceration, the state will continue to provide the use of the drugs. In 2005, South Carolina introduced a law called Mary Lynn's Law because the victim notification program failed her. If someone signs up for this program, they must receive a phone call immediately if someone is being transferred or let out. They are not able to leave a voicemail and must speak to the person on the phone. If they're not able to get through right away, an officer will be dispatched to the person's home or work to make sure they have face-to-face contact. Oh, I like that. uh Uh-huh. And that is Mary Lynn's legacy. 
Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's always so sad when something like that tragic happens, but the fact that it can make a movement happen to, like, that, where they actually are sending a cop immediately dispatched, Mm -hmm. like, that's going to save lives. Yeah, I love to see a change like that, and I'll tell you, I'm really irritated with all of the things that Tennant was saying, like, oh, if only I felt like myself and got to wear the clothes that I wanted to. That's not a reason to exactly. Yeah, then I would have been okay with myself and I'd be a productive member of society. No, you wouldn't. You made those choices. Yeah, that's not a reason to kill someone. That doesn't happen just because you're not, you know, exactly who you want to be. That's ridiculous. Right. Um, And he killed the one and only person that really cared for him. Exactly. So, pretty sad, if you ask me. It is. So, that is the end of our story today. Um, Kind of a short one, but still needs to get out there. I agree, 100%. Mm Mm-hmm. So, if you have any creepy stories that you want to send over to us to read um, for the podcast, feel free to email them over to drinkingthekoolaid at yahoo.com or just simply go to our Facebook page. That's probably easier to remember. Um, You can send us a message on there. If you want to buy us any tequilas for our next episode, you can head over to our page, drinkingthekoolaid.com. Subscribe to our podcast so that you get notifications of our new episodes. They come out every Sunday. Leave us a five-star review if you love us. Tell your friends. Tell your cats. Um, bye. bye.